Willie Delbush joins us from All Star Charts. He's investment strategist with some good ways to look at the market for us here this morning. One of them is the rate and the consistency with which energy stocks have led the market. I really like this framing, Willie. I think it's a good place to start when we're talking about inflation here. What does this tell us? Sure. Well, we've seen we've seen energy um, in an uptrend for quite a while. There's, there's energy sector is still up about 50% for the year. But what we're seeing over the past couple of weeks is that energy stocks are the sector is starting to roll over a little bit. And so I think it it's a warning sign for investors who have been hanging out in the energy sector as kind of that last safe harbor that maybe the next stage of this market is, is going to be a little bit rockier. There's not going to be as many safe havens. And it, you know what we've relied on so far maybe isn't going to work out quite as well as it has in the recent past. It's uh, pretty um, uh, impressive when you know just uh, over the last several years, a lot of people had kind of written off the energy sector. Uh, it's now making up more of the S and P 500, uh, so it matters. It's accumulating more market cap. Is this our hedge? Is this our safety trade and inflation hedge? No need for gold or coins or fancy funds. Just buy some Exxon. No, that's that's been the that's been the trade this year. What's interesting is even though the energy sector is getting more market share, more market cap, you know, Apple, for example, has a larger market cap than all of the energy stocks in the S&P 1500. So small cap, large cap, mid cap. So that's still a relatively small part of the S&P 500. Um, a lot of investors are still relatively under owned when it comes to comes to the energy sector. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, we haven't uh, rolled over in it yet, but it has slowed down a tiny, tiny bit where some of these stocks, most of them in the sector overall, is still off the highs as crude oil is well off of its own highs. And now I think that you, um, probably the most interesting chart that I like that you've got basically looks at how commodities relate to stocks, relate to bonds, and seeing kind of the nature of how these waves move. Uh, tell me about uh, what we can learn if energy does fail to break out, uh, if energy does actually start to trend downwards. Yeah, so so this is look, looks at the kind of asset class cycle throughout a business cycle. And we've seen it th this time around where, where bonds rallied first, um, but and, and then started to roll over. They actually rolled over two years ago, have given up all of their gains since 2019. Stocks peaked, stocks broadly peaked about a year ago. They've given up about half of their gains off their highs. And now in the last couple of weeks, we've seen the trend in commodities start to roll over. They've given up a, from, from their peak about 25% of their gains. This is, this is kind of the classic business cycle. Bonds peak, stocks follow, commodities follow. What happens next then typically is that bonds are the first to turn higher. Mm. Still in recession, still probably have lots of issues um, from a macro perspective, but bonds find that bottom um, while we're still in recession or still in a period of weakness. That I think would be the next stage of if this business cycle pattern is going to hold and then after bonds and its stocks turn higher and then commodities after that. All right, so we know what to look for then. And I do think that makes sense. If we're looking for the sign that maybe the worst is past, you're looking for bonds to stabilize. 
Yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. From a from an asset allocation perspective, our our models as commodities have rolled over have have switched into looking for bond exposure. There, you know, none of these three asset classes are in absolute uptrends, but bonds are holding up better than stocks, and bonds are holding up better than commodities. I'm not saying go out and buy TLT right now. I'm that that's 40% drawdown, no sign of a bottom there. But at the short end of the yield curve, you can pick up. 4% yield, which is a lot more than you could have gotten a couple of years ago. So I think looking from a relative perspective at bonds right now, being ready for that turn higher in the bond trend, I think makes a lot of sense for investors right now. Certainly, okay, uh, like that. So uh, a little heads up for maybe what's to come if we do get past the worst of this situation. Uh, now, in terms of uh, the way your team looks at uh, making decisions, where to put the money, where to allocate capital right now. Walk me through where uh, you see strength, where you see weakness. It does look like energy still requires a, a significant overweight for the moment, given that we haven't seen the signs of that reversal back in the trend. Yeah, so so we're still from a sector perspective, we're, we're tilted towards energy, not quite as much as we were earlier because we are seeing some deterioration there. Um, utilities are, are another, it's a relatively strong class. They're starting to weaken now, but I think what's interesting is looking at the margin, you start to see industrials improve, you start to see um, healthcare improve. They're, they're not as strong relative to the other sectors as energy and utilities, but from a shorter term perspective, you're starting to see that that rotation into those areas. I think I think that's where, where you're going to see that next sort of leadership maybe rotating out of energy for a time period. I don't think that's that long-term trend ultimately is run, um, but but I do think that it's you're starting to see some deterioration there. So industrials, healthcare, hiding out in staples maybe, those sorts of defensive kind of looking forward type um, sectors, tech, communication services, they're still quite weak and are leading the way lower. I don't see evidence right now that they're ready to regain that leadership status. Boy, uh, banks down there deep in the underweight category, not a lot of optimism going into this earnings? No, no, not at all. The banks have been under pressure. What's actually interesting is large cap banks been under pressure. Uh, if you go down the, side, the cap scale, regional banks are actually making a new six month high relative to the S&P 500 right now. So. So there is some opportunity on a relative basis there if we're looking um, looking from a regional perspective. And I think that's a theme overall is, is how small caps, whether it's smaller banks versus large banks or smaller stocks versus large stocks, are holding up relatively better over the last month, couple months. So, so I think there too, we can look for that at the margin, um, look, look for that small and mid cap leadership as kind of the next stage of whatever we get from the market. Okay. Hey, uh, Willie, thinking about um, uh, some of the other broad uh, themes as being positive or negative for stocks, I like the way you guys arrange uh, red light, green light system. And uh, there are some uh, green lights here, though, still predominantly red, namely with the dollar trending higher, earnings trending uh, down, uh, the copper gold ratio, I think, is a cool one that's important as that is uh, uh, falling and that's a red light. Corporate bonds that are under pressure, red light. Tell me about what you see in the two green ones here, financial stress index and the yield curve, actually. 
Yeah, so so this this macro health check is it it's trying to get rid of some of the noise about yes, we all know the macro situation is tough right now, but stocks tend to bottom when the macro situation is tough. What we're looking for is whether at the margin we're seeing improvement or a deterioration. Right now that it's more deterioration than improvement or deterioration more than stability maybe would be a better way to say it. And where it still is relatively stable is we we don't have an inversion between the 10-month yield and the three-month yield. And the, the Fed's financial stress index, believe it or not, still signals below average levels of stress. We're seeing some evidence that corporate uh, high-yield spreads at the, the junkiest stocks are starting to move higher, but overall corporate spreads remain relatively low. So there's, there's not that type of, of stress event from a corporate perspective that you would expect if the macro situation were deteriorating. We're seeing sovereign stress out of the UK, some out of Japan, but that corporate stress is not there right now. Okay, all right. So uh, either we're gonna get um, a leg lower that um, causes that stress, or we're gonna see that as maybe uh, sort of an early sign that uh, there could be some stability emerging. But for that, uh, we'll look for uh, bonds to find support, and we'll look for some of the other trends there dollar uh copper gold to go back the other way great stuff for us to keep on our radar willie thanks a lot uh, very helpful in our uh, plan here to try and figure out what to look for as uh, uh markets remain under pressure thanks a lot yeah thanks a lot oliver thanks for having me sure thing willie delish investment strategist at all star charts